Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Sisters You Have Value Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday, y'all. If you're a new listener, welcome to our podcast. Please give us a like, share, and follow. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for hanging out with us again. And do continue. Today, we're going to be talking about something that many Black women struggle with, y'all. And we titled this thing, Identity Crisis. Yes, Identity Crisis. This is a topic that affects many of us, whether it's due to societal pressures or personal experiences. So we want to explore and get into it and find out what it means to have an identity crisis as a Black woman and how we're going to navigate through this thing. So get your popcorn, get your your drink, get your tea, get your coffee, whatever that choice is, and let's get into it, y'all. Let's get into it. So first of all, what is an identity crisis? An identity crisis is defined as a period of uncertainty and confusion about who we are, what we believe, and where we fit into the world. It could be triggered by a major life event, Or it could be a series of events that cause us to question our identity. For black women, our identity crisis can be rooted in racism, sexism, and other forms of oppression. We have all at one point or another struggled with it, y'all. And if not, you will. So as a black woman, for me, I've had to navigate through a lot of societal pressures and expectations. Um, Growing up, we are taught that we have to be strong independent, and successful Black women. While those are admirable um, qualities, I feel like if we constantly have to prove ourselves and live up to those values and expectations, we can cause some extra pressures on us. But then we can also lose ourselves in these identities where it causes us to feel like we don't need anybody else in our lives or we got this, it's us, I'm, I'm it. And then it it takes away who you are, sometimes your femininity as a woman and what what our roles truly are. So, again, sometimes society puts that pressure on us to be strong and independent. But what does that even mean? How do you define strength and independence for yourselves? How do we define that? And how do we balance those qualities with vulnerability and asking for help when we need it? So. I go back to if society has placed these pressures or life or whomever in your family, if it was your mother, your grandmother or whoever coming up told you, you had to be strong. Make sure you independent. You don't need nobody kind of thing and all this rhetoric. Um, What happens when you need help? What happens when you are at that point of vulnerability in your life? What can that do for a person who feels like or has been indoctrinated into this mindset that I got to be strong? So then nobody's checking for us. Then the women are not checking for us. We're not checking for each other because we've all been bred to think that this is who we are. And anything outside of that is failure. Oh, but the devil is a liar. So we have to break free of those uh, generational curses, those uh societal norms, if you will, in order for us to be who we are and to be whose we are. And so that we could just be at peace, y'all, just to have some peace in our lives. Um, that That's a harmful thing to have to live that every day, have to, you know, think in the back of your mind 
that you are less than if you don't measure up to that. And who yardstick are y'all using? Whose measurements? Who say that independence is this level or strength is this level? I'm strong. What defines that? You think your, your, your bank account? You think the car you drive? The house you pull up in? You know what I mean? That don't say anything about you, but you're a materialistic person. Let's let's be real. I am not impressed. We have to uh, focus on mindsets, y'all. We have to focus on freeing our minds, um, believing who we are in Christ to have an identity in our Father. So uh, over the years, there's been an increased number of African-American women who are struggling with self-esteem. Y'all, we are struggling with acceptance. Hence the constant need of approval from everybody else except ourselves. And that could perhaps explain why many are opting to comfortably dwell under somebody else's shadow. Whose shadow are you living under? Who are you pretending to be? They opine it feels safer there than their own reality. So if I'm under somebody else's shadow, nobody will see the real me. They don't, they don't really know I'm hurting inside. They don't know I'm struggling with this thing. How do you live like that, though, for the rest of your life? I'm the best version of Kim that I can be. I can only be me. I'm a love-hate kind of person. You either like me or you don't. And, hey, uh, I lose no sleep over it. And you have to get to a point. Sometimes it sounds harsh, but, no, you have to get to a point in order for you to live with you. Um we 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 always look at what TV and the magazines show us. Oh, if I look like BB, I got to look like Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. What's that girl? Megan The Stallion. Oh, the devil is a lie. But what about your own identity? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with being who you are authentically you? When did you get to the point that I got to look like somebody else in order to fit in? Are we scared of how we look? It's some really shocking revelations on how much we are spending on cosmetics, skin lightening products, baby, these BBLs in the back alleys of uh, Miami, when your butt going to be a brick in four years, you're going to mess your tail up, you're spotted like a leopard, trying to look like somebody. Who said the light is what it is? Are you ashamed of the darkness? Are you ashamed of you being black? You got to really get into that. What are we teaching our daughters? What are we teaching them coming up? That we have to look a certain way, that we have to be a certain way, that um, small is not it, larger is not it, that you have to have this hourglass figure in order to be who you are in society, to feel the need to be wanted or desired. The misconception that black is not attractive is robbing us of our beauty and our identity. And that can be a confirmation from the late philosopher Franz Fanon Sinemus in his book, uh, Black Skin, White Mask, where he extensively articulates that black people are constantly yearning to be white. And in between those lines, they end up losing themselves. Who taught you to hate yourself? Who taught you to think that black is inferior? Now, y'all know Malcolm X. <laughs> Malcolm X once said, you can't hate your origin and not end up hating yourself. You can't hate Africa and not hate yourself. And he will ask you, who taught you to hate? And it is this self-hate that needs to be exercised in order to rescue us 
from the pride of drowning. Nobody should have to build the walls of definitions for you of what beauty looks like. Now, as for myself, I'm not trying to be nobody except Kim. I'm the best version of me. I have struggled with those things in the past. Don't get me wrong. Now, if you'd have caught me in my 20s and my 30s, baby, I would have lived for anybody that I was with. I was living my life through that man. And when I lost that man, I, I don't know who I was. So we can get so caught up and wrapped up in the things and the people that we're with that we are so afraid to be us. Now I got to conform to him because he might not like who I am. I got to conform to these people or this set of friends because they're the cool people. That's the in group. That's the in crowd. Hmm. Our stories have so many rewrites, so many failures, so many pains, but they got victories, y'all, and that's okay. It actually defines who you are as an individual, and I anticipate that even in the aftermath, baby, we are able to stand tall and proud to be the owner of these stories. You write the chapter. You got the ink pen. Mm. I love me. I'm the best version. Again, let me say that twice. I'm the best version of me that I can be. I do not strive to live in someone else's shadow. Just know you got the power. You have the power of the pen. This is your story. This is your journey. But do it with grace. And what every woman needs to understand is that there's nothing wrong with our Afro hair our skin, the shape of our bodies. In fact, you know, if sometimes if we go to apply for a job and we don't get that job because of our hair, we're going to take it a step further. And hey, we got to now we got to go get the lace front wig weave closure and change who we are because of that. Identity is crucial, y'all. It's a, it's a crucial aspect of our lives. It shapes our sense of self, our beliefs, our values. That issue can be so complex and challenging because we live with this day-to-day -day with cultural expectations, societal pressures, past traumas. And one of the significant challenges that we face is that societal expectations of what it means to be a woman. In terms of beauty standards, we are often expected to have a certain hair type, skin color. We said that. And then that leads us to feeling inadequate and we have self-doubt. We face discrimination in the workplace. That has an impact on our identity. We feel like we got to work twice as hard to prove our worth and competence. That leads to that imposter syndrome and self-doubt. We feel like we have to suppress who we are to fit in. That's emotionally draining. Let's talk about that past trauma, though, y'all. We have historically faced oppression and discrimination from Jim Crow slavery, police brutality. That stuff has a lasting impact on your mental, your mental health and well-being. Black women or women in general, what we were seen and not heard, we were in the kitchen. We were supposed to be barefoot and pregnant. We couldn't talk. We didn't have a voice. So then we get locked up in that identity. Now we know it has been a male chauvinist society. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Um, but there are so many things in that we have, and we struggle then with our feelings of anger, fear, 
and sadness. And that's that. It, it makes it difficult to navigate through the process. But y'all, we are not helpless in this. We are not helpless. But I just want to talk about that um, in this identity crisis. Um, when we come up with these issues, I, I want to talk about the daughters that's coming up. You got young daughters that's coming up. What are we going to teach them? How are we going to tell them that we made it over? How are we going to tell them that we made it through without being someone else, without becoming a, a figment of our own imaginations that when you pass by a mirror, you don't even know who you are because you've lost yourself in what society said you were supposed to be because you lost yourself in an identity that you thought was pleasing and accepting. And we wonder why we have issues or depression or anxiety because we've been taught to wear hats that weren't for us. And that's what purpose is about. Knowing what your purpose is from how and who we are. Praying and asking God to lead you to the things that, Lord, help me to be who you call me to be. And give me that ability to walk in that boldness. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's essential to note that uh, we have to take time, y'all, to reflect on our values, our beliefs, our goals, and accept who we are. We got to let go of the uh, things that we were told, people-pleasing, and embrace ourselves and love ourselves uh, for the sake of just sanity, for the sake of surviving, for the sake of making it through this thing. Y'all, this is so... Uh, personal is so deep. Uh, I tell you, uh, I had a life of strife. I fought hard. Uh, sometimes you have to share your story with people in order for them to understand that I made it through. Like I said, I struggled so hard in my youth trying to find my way. And sometimes when people were talking, females were talking, I didn't know the topics and things that they were talking about. Of course, I was a tomboy, so I wasn't the girly girl. So I didn't fit into that. And I used to say, Lord, why? <laughs> you know, I used to struggle so hard with this. Like, Lord, why? But then as we grow and we mature in Christ and things in life, you got 60-year-old fools now. Some people never grow. Some people will never reach what we are. But if you strive to take the time, disappear. Get away from people of society and the norms and walk in your boldness and asking God to heal and deliver and set free from the things that we have been so indoctrinated and taught. Uh, but he said, daughter, you are set apart. I set you apart for such a time as this so you'll be able to tell your story one day so somebody else will be able to make it through. But when I came to myself, as the prodigal son did, like, I know my daddy got all this stuff. I'm sitting here with pigs. I'm going back home. So we have to get back home. We got to get back to ourselves. We got to get back to finding us, finding you, finding your purpose, finding the beauty in yourself, walking by that mirror saying, hello, gorgeous. I'm beautiful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm created in his image. I'm supposed to look this way. I'm supposed to have this body shape, this body type. I'm supposed to be black. I'm supposed to have brown skin, light skin, dark skin. My hue is supposed to be this, but it does not define me. 
I'm defined by who he created me to be. I am my identity. Can can you truly say who you are? Are you still in an identity crisis at 40? Are you still in an identity crisis at 50? Are you still searching for yourself at 60? Living your life through somebody else's lens and eyes? Laughing on the outside but dying and crying on the inside? When you go home at night, you got to pop that anxiety pill. Yeah, I made it through the day. I'm going to grab my drink. Some people going to smoke. Some people going to get that loud. But that problem going to be there tomorrow. That identity crisis is going to face you when you walk by that mirror once again. When your heart palpitations tell you something different. We have to redefine ourselves, ladies. We have to... Um, Know that we are beauty. You are exemplified in beauty. You are um, all he created and designed you to be for such a time as this, for such a place that you are in right now, to be able to tell your daughters that they are beautiful so that society doesn't have to um, define her, so she doesn't have to find her love in some old pissy tail boy who don't mean her no good. Now she's going to be jacked up even further for life. Uh, she got daddy issues and everything else. Um, so we want to help them as much as we can by finding and reconnecting ourselves with who we are and being okay with that. And that's the thing. You have to learn to be okay right where you are and go, you know what? This is me. I can't change it. I can't have enough cosmetic surgery. I can't have enough plastic surgery because guess what it won't work on? It will not heal what's on the inside of you. It will not heal, daughter, what's on the inside that's crying to come out. There's so much in you. There's so much purpose in you. There's so much beauty in you. There's so much love in you. Or maybe you didn't get the love you needed, but you are loved. We love you. Women, we celebrate each other. Lift your sister up that you see in society. Go, tell your sister how cool she is. Now, y'all, some of y'all do too much. Tell <laughs> some of y'all, a lot of these girls on a day-to-day -day basis, that's why they do and look like what they look like. Help your sister and be truthful with her. But we have to come into these for real. We got to come into these truths. So one of the most important things that we do is we got to seek support from loved ones. You can either talk to a mental health professional. Uh, it's important to engage y'all in self-reflection. Explore things and factors that are contributing to that identity crisis. We got to get back to where did it happen? Where did it start? What triggered that thing? What relationship hurt you? Or what man said you ugly? What, what bully said you so ugly? You nappy head. You ain't going to be nothing. What person in your family told you you were stupid? Go sit down. Who laughed at you in school, you know, or who you looked at that you wanted to emulate or didn't feel like you measure up or what uh, little friend turned you down from being friends or what in crowd you didn't fit into to make you feel like you had enough to be you without losing yourself in somebody else. We got to cultivate y'all a stronger sense of self, self-awareness, self-care. We got to get into things that bring us joy and fulfillment. We got to set boundaries, y'all, with other people. 
set boundaries with what you see. We got to seek positive role models, mentors, people that can help us navigate through these challenges. And you also got to know that it's okay that, no, some days I'm not strong. Some days, <laughs> let me tell y'all about me. Even as successful by man's standard as everything that we've accomplished, when you raise your children in the admonition of the Lord, some days though, when I got to take care of these houses, when I got to navigate through this job, when I got to do the things that I have to do, some I don't want to. Some days I just don't want to do all that. Some days I don't want to be strong. Some days I want to just be a bum. You know, some days I want somebody else to take this crap. Hey, let somebody else get it. Give me that strength of a man. Give me that role model. Give me that leader. Give me that headship. That can go, babe, it's okay. You good. Sit down for a minute. I got this. I got you. And I know sometimes we're the only ones we bring the table. And that's okay, too. But we also got to posture ourselves as women to be beautiful women and women of God to position ourselves in such a way that we don't have to continue to carry these loads. Stop being so damn independent. Stop being so strong. You don't even know who you are. But you're too busy trying to, I got this, I'm this and I'm that. Stop. You've let society place some kind of uh, societal norm on you that you think this is okay, that you think it's cool, and you haven't even thought for yourself long enough. You're like a puppet dancing, uh, a freaking jack-in-the-box, if you will. Some of y'all don't even know. You hadn't even stopped Take time. Pick up a book. How many of y'all have read a book lately? What was the last book you read? When? When have you tried to buy self-help things, self-awareness, get somewhere in a corner and pray and ask God to help and move you, sit down long enough to identify what's going on within you? We go from one thing to the next. We jump out of one bed to the next. Anything that's going to filter that, going to take away that and, and numb and anesthetize the pain. That pain will never go away. You're searching for something out here in society that can never bring you what you're looking for. Nobody can bring you that happiness and pain that you're seeking for because it's an inside job. Hmm. So going through these crises can be difficult, y'all, but it brings great self-awareness. It helps us understand our values and our beliefs. It also helps us break down those walls and redefine who we are as black women, women. Some stuff require work, y'all. We are such a microwave society that we don't want to do the work. We want to wake up and everything is all right. We want to wake up. <laughs> I've had so many conversations. Well, how long am I supposed to? How long am I supposed? Bible say 70 times seven. How many times do we forgive? There are some people who might not have a breakthrough for 10 years, five years. Some have a breakthrough the next day. But it's all in God's time. And sometimes we fight so hard against the grain, we always want to blame God. And it ain't have, it ain't got nothing to do with God, but it got everything to do with how we're uh, receiving it, how we're responding to the traumas, how we're responding to the pain, how we're anesthetizing the pain. Get out the bottle. Get out that man's bed. Get out that woman's husband's bed. Stop meeting up with these old busters and take some time to go through. There ain't nothing on that. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You got to go through it. 
I struggled, y'all. It was hard. Oh, but when you arrive, sister. Oh, but when you come on the other side, it ain't a devil in hell that can change your mind. It ain't a devil in hell that can make you go back to want to live under somebody else's shadows. Nobody can change. And, and you're going to say, Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you for creating me to be who you call me to be. Lord, I thank you for my body. Lord, forgive me for not even loving who you created me to be. We are his creation. So that lets you telling God he didn't do a good job on you. You telling God that, Lord, you, you should have made me this way. You should have made me this. Oh, no, society told you that lie. Society told you you're supposed to look this way. You're supposed to look that way. That man told you that, oh, no, let me change that. That wondering ass eye, yo, bust the man has told you that you're supposed to look like that lady. So you see him looking at these other women and you want to look like her. Girl, you can't do enough. You couldn't bury your face in enough makeup if you living with a whore. If he's, a, he's what he is. Now he's causing you to lose your self-identity and, and have insecurities in other women because he or you've attracted that type of men because you don't know who you are. So then we like, Lord, why I got to stop? So once you identify you, baby, that pool gets smaller and smaller. Your life changes. The things you desire changes. How you look at yourself change. And then you begin to say, you know what? I'm enough. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. I look myself in the mirror every morning. Hello, gorgeous. I speak back. Hey, girl. So you have to get to a place where... That's enough. So let's get into some self-care practices. Come on, sis. Let's get into it. Mindfulness. That can help us stay present and be non-judgmental, even in the face of stress and adversity. Uh, this can include mindfulness, meditation, get some deep breathing exercises, take or just take a few minutes today to focus on the present moment. Journal, if you will. Start journaling, y'all, today to see why you feel the way you feel in every day journal or every other day. But at some point, that journal is going to change. Those, those feelings are going to change. That healing is going to take place. Read back over the times when you were this way. And Lord, I can see how you brought me from a mighty long way. Number two, engage in physical activity, regularly exercising. That helps reduce stress. That's going to uh, boost your mood and improve your overall health. Yoga, dance, connect with loved ones. Spend some time with loved ones. And they can provide you with that support, that social support and sense of belonging. Call your friends. Spend time with family. Join a social club. Number four, set boundaries. Black women need to set boundaries with others in order to prioritize their own needs and well-being. Say no sometimes to requests that are not in your best interest or set limits on the amount of time and energy you spend on certain activities and relationships. And sometimes you're going to find out when you set boundaries, you're going to set yourself apart from those situations, those people and things that you were around. Sometimes you got to look at your surroundings. And see what's causing you to feel this way. Sometimes you got to separate from people. We don't like the pruning process, but it's through the fire. Iron sharpens iron. 
You got to get with people that build you up, not tear you down. You got to get with people who tell you that you're okay, just at who you are, at your level, at your time. Number five, engage in self-reflection. Reflect on your thoughts, your feelings, what's, what your experiences, what you're going through at that time, and get a deeper understanding of yourselves and your values. We can get counselors, y'all. Talk to a therapist. It's okay to not be okay. Take time to check in with yourself every day. Check in for your sister. Check for her. Check for that other strong woman. Number six, prioritize. Rest and relaxation. We need to rest, y'all. We need to relax in order to recharge and avoid burnout. Take a nap. Read a book. Engage in uh, some, get a bath, massage. Go, go to the uh, spa. Have a spa day. Engage in creative activities, write, paint. Self-care is not a one-size-fits-all, y'all, solution. It's important to experiment uh, with what works best for you. It got to be your best fit. It's got to be what's going to keep you. Embrace your vulnerability, y'all. It's okay to be vulnerable and have a willingness to be honest with yourself. Allow yourself to feel those emotions without judgment. Stop judging yourself. Get rid of that negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I always mess it up. Girl, please, you are good enough. You are amazing. You are just where you are for such a time as this. Surround yourself with positive, y'all. Positive affirmations. I am worthy of love and respect. I'm capable of achieving my goals. I am all that God called me to be. I'm going to be great. I'm going to do great things. There's nothing in my way that's going to stop me. Let's not repress what we're really feeling, y'all. And even in that journaling, keep a trigger journal. And that's when you write down situations or people that trigger you, um, along with any emotions or physical sensations that you experience at that time. And over time, those patterns are going to emerge that help you identify that. And those are the things that we work on. Those are the things that we're going to build on. Reflect on your childhood. What shaped the way that you are today? What made you be that way? Uh, what did you see on TV? Stop looking at those particular shows. If it's a certain show that y'all look at, stop looking at those shows. If those shows are causing you to be a certain way, don't look at anything that's going to cause you to be anything other than what God created you to be. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Again, as for me, we share these experiences and these journeys along the way so that other people can know that, hey, she made it. I made it through, but when I tell you I'm 52 today, but as I look back over my life, man, I had a long stretch of identity uh, crisis. People may not have known it because, you know, we mask it well. We can wear those masks, baby, but that's not who I was. I wasn't living up to my expectations, but those were childhood traumas that I had experienced along the way that I never healed from. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. I, I had weight issues. I, I had to look a certain way. Um, I had to, uh, I didn't want to get on a, a, a thing because my hair wasn't right. You know, I didn't take pictures. I didn't take selfies and things like that. 
Y'all, this thing can stifle us so hard that it's just unreal. And a lot of us don't want to admit it. A lot of us don't want to tell anybody, but it's okay. I promise you it's okay to not be okay. I promise you, you are the not you are not the only one that's going through it. So everybody at some point has lived a lie. And I mean that. And if you you lying, if you say you didn't, you lying. You have lived your life through somebody else's lenses. And if you hadn't, you blessed. Bless you. God bless you. And we are so happy for you. But for those who have struggled through this thing, and for those who have not uh, been perfect, I applaud you, sister. Wherever you are on your journey, I applaud you today. At whatever level, whatever point, I applaud you. And I say, don't give up. Don't stop. You will win. You will overcome it. Those struggles won't be with you always. You're going to be great. You're going to make it through this thing. It won't always be like that if you put in the work. If you do what's required. And it's hard. And if anybody tell you that it's not, they lying to you too. It's hard to overcome things that we didn't even know was a problem. It's, it's hard to overcome things that we've lived a lie for for so long because sometimes we can lie to ourselves so much that that who we are becomes a part of us. And we don't know how, how to separate from it because we've uh, created a persona, if you will. We've lied to ourselves for so long. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, I'm not that. Oh, I'm this. And I've never gone through that. And I, oh, I've never experienced that. Girl, go sit down somewhere. Uh, you have. Um, so don't let anybody else set the mode for what you feel like or don't let anybody else direct your path. You direct your own path. This is your journey. This is your walk. This is who you are. This is who you're going to be. And y'all know, uh, Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He'll never leave you and forsake you. Don't worry about what the other people do. Don't worry about them. God got you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4 and 13. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. That's Psalms 28 and 7. We have to speak life into ourselves. We got to speak um, happiness into ourselves. We got to speak that. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, sis. When we're going to get over this identity crisis, we're going to come out like pure gold, baby. We're going to find out who we are and whose we are, and we're going to know what our purpose is, what our calling is, and it ain't going to be a thing nobody can do to stop us. Your best days are ahead of you. How they say the best is yet to come. Right now we're going through. Right now it doesn't feel well. Right now it doesn't sound like, man, if she knew. She don't know what I'm going through. She don't know the pain. The devil is a lie, man. When I tell you this one, this right here, <laughs> this was me. I lived it. And it was not a good life to live. It was not easy. When you cry at night, hmm. when it's problems there, when it's things there. When you don't understand why you don't measure up. Oh, but when you do the work. Again, and if it, it's gonna 
it's going to come forth. It will manifest itself. You will be a better version of you before you know it. Um, you are great. You are already great. You are already his daughter. You are already created to be the best version of you. You are beautiful. You are loved. You are wonderful. I applaud you. Y'all, I thank y'all for hanging out with me today. Again, this was just something that was so near and dear to my heart because I've lived this life. I have struggled through. Um, and I just want everybody to be free. I want everybody to live that life that, hey, I'm good. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. If you want to hear something and be a guest on the podcast, email me at sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com. Sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com. We thank you so much for supporting us. We thank you so much for listening. And we hope that this has brought some information and resources to you that will help you navigate along the way um, and, and navigate through life so that we can be all that God has called us to be. So I love you. Remember that. Uh, lift up your friend. Check on your sister. Check on that next female. And know that it's okay if you're not the strongest right now, if you're not the uh, most independent right now. God got you. And there's so much more in store for you. Have a good one until next week, y'all.